Becca Martin-Brown, Features Editor at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We're here for another What's Up podcast, this time to talk about books, which makes me very happy, with Brooks Blevins, the Noel Boyd Professor of Ozark Studies at Missouri State University. He's a native of the Arkansas Ozarks and the author of, or editor, of 10 books, including Ozark Country, by Otto Ernest Rayburn being released in April by the University of Arkansas Press. I'm tired already. Hi, Brooks. How are you doing, Becca? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks How for are you? Me. I'm doing good. Okay, so <clears throat> I don't know much about Otto Ernest Rayburn. I know about Vance Randolph. So can you tell me about him and why his book is bubbling to the top again after almost a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rayburn. Uh, well, that's, that's, uh, really, uh, the reason for the, for the series Chronicles of the Ozarks is to reintroduce some of these people and, and some of the books that, uh, helped establish what we think we know about the Ozarks all those uh, years ago. Uh, Rayburn was not a native of the Ozarks and that's pretty usual for the people who, uh, generally write about the Ozarks. Uh, Rayburn was born in Iowa. He grew up mostly in Kansas, uh, spent his young adulthood uh, in Kansas. And it was while he was in uh, college, a small college in Kansas, that he read a copy of Harold Bell Wright's The Shepherd of the Hills. Oh, I and, love that book. And he, yeah, and he, uh, like a lot of people, he, he fell in love with the book and through the book, fell in love with the region, hopped on a train. Uh, traveled to southwest Missouri and bought 40 acres of, I'm sure, worthless land uh, if, if he was able to get it, uh, you know, at the, at the price he could have afforded in the day he was there uh, in southwest Missouri. And uh, for, you know, the rest of his life, 40 something, 40 plus years, he tried to spend as much time as he could in the Ozarks. Uh, Rayburn uh, lived in a lot of different places uh, in the Ozarks, including places in northwest Arkansas. He spent the bulk of his time in northwest Arkansas living in Eureka Springs. That's actually uh, where he was living when he died in 1960. Well, that kind of tells and, us all we need to know about him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, he, he, uh, he thought that he could turn Eureka Springs into what he called the folklore capital of America. And uh, I'm not sure that that he would recognize modern day Eureka Springs, uh, having been gone now for 60 years. But uh, but he was, you know, he spent time in uh, Winslow. He spent time in Kingston. Uh, he was just a guy who who made his way across and around the Ozarks and uh, spent most of his career as a teacher. But his real passion was anything to do with the Ozarks. And he established a number of different magazines throughout his life, all of them focusing on the Ozarks. They were, they were sort of folklore boosterish, uh, travel writing kinds of magazines that he published and usually lost money on, uh, <laughs> until after world war two. And, uh, when the Ozarks really started to blossom as a, as a tourist destination. And he, he finally had the success and the notoriety that he had always uh, had hoped for and was able to 
to promote his adopted region, uh, which he did really more than anybody else, even more than uh, Vance Randolph in uh, uh, people who were around in the middle of the 20th century were probably just as likely uh, to recognize the name Otto Ernest Rayburn as they were Vance Randolph, maybe more likely uh, because uh, Rayburn had a much more direct connection to the public in general than Randolph did. Uh, but Randolph's work obviously has survived and uh, has been more cherished, I guess you could say, than than has uh, Rayburn's work uh, since in, in the last 60 years since Rayburn's death. But this is a great opportunity now to find out more about him. Yeah, it sure is. That's uh, that's why we started that series, uh, Chronicles of the Ozarks. Uh, it, I had uh, talked with the former uh, editor-in-chief at, at the University of Arkansas Press, Larry Malley, several years ago about the possibility of doing kind of a, a reprint, an Ozarks reprint series that would bring some of those old books, especially from the Depression era, back into print that had long been out of print and sort of reintroduce them to, to the public. And, and finally, uh, after Larry retired, it was back in 2015 that David Scott Cunningham and I uh, finally established this series. And this is the fourth book uh, that we've published in the series. The first one, we had to start with Randolph. The first one was uh, Vance Randolph's uh, The Ozarks, An American Survival of Primitive Society. And uh, we did a, actually, that was the second book. I'm, I'm mistaken here. The, our first book was by Wayman Hogue uh, called Back Yonder. And then uh, Randolph's uh, book, and then we did one by an author named Catherine Barker uh, that came out uh, a year or two ago, and uh, we're at uh, Rayburn's book now. Uh, Rayburn's book, Ozark Country, originally was published in 1941. It had the, I guess you could say it had the misfortune of coming out six days before Pearl Harbor. And as you can imagine, his book, certainly got lost in the shuffle initially, uh, but eventually, as people sort of returned to, to normal life, it uh, it started to gain attention and actually sold quite a bit of copies uh, by the time he died and had become, you know, a pretty, a pretty popular book. Uh, but it, it was, uh, you know, the, the timing could have been better uh, for an author, that's for sure. So what got you interested in telling and retelling the history of the Ozarks? Well, what got me interested in telling, I guess, is uh, like uh, like most historians, what what I do and the topics that I choose uh, are are very personal to me. And, And for me, it was just a matter of trying to tell the story of my home region. Uh, I was born and raised in the Ozarks, grew up on a little farm in Izzard County, uh, Arkansas. And uh, when I first uh, kind of started realizing that that I was part of the Ozarks, I guess you could say, and started reading things that had been written about the Ozarks uh, when I was in college uh, in the early 90s, uh, I, I realized that there wasn't 
really uh, much history of the Ozarks. Uh, the, the story of the Ozarks had been told by people like Rayburn and Randolph, by folklorists and travel writers, and not really so much by historians. Uh, there had obviously been a few uh, historians who had written about the Ozarks, and there were starting to be a few more at that time. But uh, but that was that was my main goal when I got into researching and writing about the Ozarks was just to try to tell the story of, of my home region, of my people, uh, have very deep roots in the region. And the reason for this reprint series, the Chronicles of the Ozarks, in a lot of ways, uh, what what I had spent years and years doing was refuting a lot of these very books that we've brought out. It seems kind of weird, I guess, to, <laughs> you know, I, I've thought back on it many times and wonder why, why would we do this? I found a, a series and bring out books that I've been trying to, uh, trying to argue against all these years. But for me, a lot of it was just to, to show people how the stereotypes and the images of the Ozarks were established years and years ago. And it was really, it was especially during that depression era from, from about 1931 when Randolph's first book comes out until 1941 when Rayburn's Ozark Country comes out. That was, that was kind of the heyday of the hillbilly. That was the, mm -hmm. that was the really the era when folklorists and travel writers and, and even Hollywood and novelists were really writing about and and doing shows about the Ozarks and kind of playing up this uh you know supposedly unique region and and uh the you know the hillbillies and mountaineers and all this kind of stuff and so well, kind of the shorthand of the Beverly Hillbillies on TV yeah and the, obviously you know the the kettles of the 50s uh, Ma and mm -hmm. Paul Kettle and then the Beverly Hillbillies of the 60s they're they're coming right out of that you know those very images that were established back in the 1930s and so it was important for me and for the series to sort of reintroduce these books to the public and and we you can you can read the books and kind of see the the genesis and the evolution of the idea of the ozarks the social construct of the ozarks in these books but the books also feature introductory essays by scholars. I've written a couple of them. We've had other people. Uh, Bob Cochran at the University of Arkansas wrote the intro to the to the Vance Randolph book. Uh, Blake Perkins at uh, Williams Baptist University did the one for the Catherine Barker book. And what those intros are to me, the intros were more important than than the books uh, because the intros they not only tell the story of the authors of the books and and give a little context on on the books themselves but they put them into historical context and they explain how these books contributed to the stereotypes and the images of the ozarks and, and uh you know just how all of that played out in the in the 1930s and 40s and those stere although they are stereotypes and it's funny because when I came here to go to the university in the 80s, my friends still ask me, you know, does this mean you're going to quit wearing shoes? And 
do they have plumbing? Right. But yeah, the stereotypes were really more romantically simpler day. I mean, this book kind of is a perfect thing for right now when we all want to hide somewhere simpler. Yeah, and, and that's not just a right now thing. I mean, you know, people since the dawn of civilization and especially since the dawn of industrialization, lots of people have, have been looking for a simpler place in Arcadia, uh, you know, a, a, a bucolic countryside to escape to, to get away from the city and get away from all the problems of, of modern society. And you're right that especially, this is especially true with, with Otto Ernest Rayburn's Ozark Country. He was very much a romantic. And uh, his, his book is very nostalgic. In many ways, what he's describing is not the Ozarks of 1941. It's the Ozarks of a generation or even two generations earlier. And that was, you know, that, that was his romantic image of the Ozarks, uh, you know, the, the place where the good old days still happened. And that's what he spent his career doing and, and boosting. That's what his magazines did. Uh, they got people to visit the Ozarks because he was telling these stories about these uh people who were very special to him and, and lived special lives. So you're right that uh, in in Rayburn's work and in, in some of these other books, the, the stereotypes are are meant to be positive stereotypes. Rayburn loved the Ozarks. He loved the Ozarks people. Uh, he didn't always tell the, you know, the whole story of the Ozarks. I mean, he was, he obviously was homed in on a on a certain subset of the Ozarks who lived old-timey ways and were sort of a dying breed in the Ozarks. Uh, but there were, uh, you know, there were other stereotypes of the era, too, that you would find in movies and plays and novels sometimes that were more negative stereotypes that were more of the, the hillbilly moonshiner, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, just bad character in the backwoods kinds of stereotypes and it was important for us to make sure that at least one of the books in in these in this series presented sort of the flip side of the ozarks and it was it was just really handy that that same year that that rayburn's book came out ozark country in 1941 earlier that very year Catherine barker's book yesterday today uh, had come out and it was uh, a much, much more negative view of the Ozarks. Barker had been a social worker during the Depression, during the, mm. the deepest, darkest days of the Depression, and had seen the worst sides of poverty and suffering in the Ozarks. And so her view, again, she was an outsider uh, who had landed in the Ozarks by happenstance, and her view was very a very different view than Rayburn's uh, romantic view. And so it's in in many ways, uh, those books we meant to work as kind of two sides of the same coin, uh, and they and they have come out back to back in the Chronicles of the Ozark series. Well, I absolutely love talking to you, and I could talk to you all day about this particular topic. But we will have a story Sunday, a week from Sunday, the fourteenth, about the book 
and you can order your copy now at uapress.com. Brooks, thank you for stopping by to talk to us. Well, thanks Hope for inviting me. you can come again me, when we have our shiny new studio. Oh, that'd open. be great. Yeah, I, I'm just ready to go and, and sit anywhere with anybody in uh, in a public setting without Amen, a mask. Amen, my on. friend. That'd be great. <laughs> Thank talk you about so the old much. days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about. I still think this book is perfect for right now. So yeah. I think I'll crawl into it and have a little bit of peace and quiet. Well, good. Thank you so much. Please come back for another edition of the What's Up podcast. I'm Becca Martin-Brown, the Features Editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette.